check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. Hola, welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about how to clean your food. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie. To call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. And I always say in the beginning... Some can relate, some appreciate, some hate. So one of the reasons before, you know, we get into the video clip, um, I decided to do this because I'm just like, people make, people put stuff on social media. Um, Again, sometimes it could be for attention. I have no idea, but everybody else that saw it thought it was very unsanitary. Um, I even had to Google and put in the specific words to make sure that I would find what I needed when I came asking, when it came time for asking questions. Another reason why people are so hesitant to eat other people's food, and especially when, when you're putting stuff like this on um, social media. So we can we can go to the clip. I saw something on the internet. This woman cleans her chicken with Clorox bleach. The fucking chicken. This is how my grandma showed me, my mama showed me, and this is how I do it for me. So you're gonna put in a little bit of Clorox. It has to be main brand Clorox bleach, or it will not taste right. Once you put your Clorox, you're gonna take a little bit. I mean, maybe about two drops of the Dawn dish detergent. Don't put a lot. That's people mess up. You're gonna need two drops. You're gonna soak it around inside of your mix, move it around until you see the water look a little bit hazy. That means the chicken is now clean. Then you're gonna rinse it. Right here, my chicken started going down my drainer. I had to bring that shit back up because it was going down and I cannot use my chicken because I only got a little bit. So once I got all my chicken back to the top, of course, I go ahead and hit a little bit of water. Rinse it off, and then once I rinse it off, I'm gonna go ahead and now start the seasoning. I'm gonna put my complete seasoning on it, just a little bit, a little bit of garlic powder, a little bit of um onion powder, and then of course my Lowry seasoning. That's all. Once I do that, I'm gonna mix it up really, really good, and I'm gonna put it inside of a bowl, put it in the refrigerator for about 15, 20 minutes, let it cool down, and that's the part two of now of how. I- okay, a couple things I noticed. First, she says this how I do it for me, which tells you. No amount of comments on the internet are going to stop her from doing this. Her mom taught her. Her grandma taught her mom. She's not going to stop. Secondly, and this is nitpicky. This is nitpicky. I know. Uh, she said use a name brand Clorox. Clorox is the name brand version of bleach. And, you know, shout out to you, Clorox, because, you know, what I'm saying you you know what's important enough that, you know, people associate name, your name with that. But the most important thing that was interesting to me, you clean your chicken with bleach, but let it fall into the garbage disposal. OK. And then just just wash that part off. OK, you just washed off what was in the garbage disposable keyword garbage after using bleach. You said, oh, shoot, this is the garbage part of this is OK. I'm just going to wash it off season with the Lowry's. That's what you said. Now, black folks, I know we like clean, but this is like dangerously clean bleach. Have you seen what bleach does to clothing? And you you mix that. You put a bleach brine for the chicken. And if that's not enough, you threw some dishwashing liquid in there. Your inside's going to be spicy. You you got bleach on the inside of your body. And then you put chicken seasoning and you fried bleach. This is my chemical romance. This is dangerous. Bill Nye is losing it. We're losing recipes. It also, ma'am, I don't know your mom or grandma personally. Possible they could be wrong. Possible they could be wrong. Possible, possible that just some possibility, but do what you do. I'm not, hey, who am I? Who are me to judge? You say, do your thing. Just, you know, your dude finna be clear. Uh, again, I had to search. And then what I found was, let me get into ways about food safety before I get into the whole Clorox. 
because I don't know, for some reason, everything now has to do with coronavirus, but Homegirl has been using um, that whole tradition with using Clorox name brand has been in her family, it seems, for years. And it's funny, when I've told my friends and people, it was like, it's a miracle. Uh, they're still alive because they were like that could that could kind of kill you slowly but surely in some type of way but um i guess not they're still alive and kicking <laughs> all right so again you know life is funny and when we come up with all these new terms and slangs and when we talk about let's say like millennials it at one point it was a big joke about some people actually didn't even know how to cook an egg even if you wanted to boil an egg like literally had to search how to boil an egg that's how bad it was but again you would think sometimes certain things are common sense but it's not and if it's not something you've ever seen your parents or have you watched then you'll be on your own trying to figure out like how do i clean this how do i cut this again you would think it's something simple and easy to do but it's not for um everybody so when it talks about how to prevent food poisoning it says, did you know that an estimated one in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year alone? Food poisoning not only sends 128,000 Americans to the hospital each year, it can also cause long-term health problems. It says you can help keep your family safe from food poisoning at home by following these four simple steps. It says clean, separate, cook, and chill. So the main thing that's always important, it says clean, wash hands, utensils, and surfaces often. It says germs that can make you sick survive in many places around your kitchen, including your food, hand, utensils, cutting boards, and countertops. It says wash your hands the right way. It says use plain soap and water. Skip the antibacterial soap and scrub the back of your hands. Between your fingers, oh gosh, they really have to give details. <laughs> and under your nails for at least 20 seconds. Rinse hands, then dry with a clean towel. Wash your hands often, especially during the key times when germs can spread. It says before, during, and after preparing food. After handling raw meat, poultry, seafood, or uncooked eggs before eating, after using the toilet, oh gosh, the toilet, definitely. After changing diapers or cleaning up a child who has used the toilet, after touching an animal, animal feed, or animal waste, after touching garbage, before and after caring for someone who is sick, before and after treating a cut or wound, after blowing your nose, coughing or sneezing, after handling pet food or pet treats. Can you believe that? It says wash surfaces and utensils after each use. Wash cutting boards, dishes, utensils, and countertops with hot, soapy water, especially after they held raw meat, poultry, seafood, or eggs. Wash fruits and vegetables, but not meat poultry or eggs. It says cut away any damaged bruised areas, then rinse fruits and vegetables in the running water with without soap, <laughs> without soap, bleach, or commercial pro, um, produce washes. Scrub firm produce like melons and cucumbers with a clean produce brush. Dry produce with a paper towel or clean cloth towel. Don't wash meat, poultry, eggs, or seafood to avoid spreading harmful germs around your kitchen. It says produce label as pre-wash does not need to be washed again. Have I seen anything that says pre-wash? Interesting. You see things like that? All right. It says separate, don't cross-contaminate. Using separate cutting boards and plates for produce, meat, poultry, and seafood and eggs. Use one cutting board for fresh produce or other foods that won't be cooked before they're eaten. And another for raw meat, poultry, or seafood. Replace them when they're warm. And it's funny because I have cutting boards that I got off of Amazon that like it says it has its own for the vegetables for the meat pretty interesting and it's one of those things like hey you want to put everything into one spot but you can't because it's talking about it you don't want to cross contaminate it says use separate plates and utensils for cooked and raw foods use hot and I was always talking about hot soapy water to thoroughly wash plates utensils and you would think we should know that <laughs> all right it says keep certain types of foods separate in your shopping cart, separate raw meat, poultry, seafood, and eggs from other foods and place packages of raw meat, poultry, and seafoods in a plastic bag if available. When you check out, place raw meat, poultry. That is so interesting. Does anybody really have time to do that in a supermarket? Because I'm, I'm trying to see if I'm reading this correctly. Because it says when you check out, place raw meat, poultry, and seafood in separate bags from other orders. Or maybe that's after. It's so funny because out here when they bag your stuff, 
they're putting all well, I mean that I've noticed they'll put all raw meat together um it all depends who's packing the bags but at home place raw meat poultry and seafood in containers or seal leak-proof plastic bags freeze them if you're not planning to use them within a few days in the fridge keep eggs in their original carton and store them in main compartment not in door do you see all the things they have to be telling us can you believe that cook to the right temperature Food is safely cooked when the internal temperature is high enough to kill germs that can make you sick. But it's funny because if I'm correct for steak, I didn't even bother to think about that one in, in um, Google or search because um, I know there's people who who like to, if I'm correct, steak, like to eat it raw, medium well. You know what I mean? So, and from what we've heard, I don't think they said anything about people getting sick from eating their food like that. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Um, it says about microwave microwave food thoroughly, but of course, when it comes to a microwave, I think you would have to go with minutes because for some reason on here it's saying 165 or above, the some microwaves don't even give you that. It's either you put how many minutes you want it for, but that's it. Not, not all that. And the main one, like I always tell my daughter, sometimes you have to explain to children. And you have to be like a broken record because in my mind, it's like, wow, your kids are willing to get sick because you cook the food, make it, leave it out for the whole night. Um, No, even here it says it, chill, refrigerate and freeze food properly. Refrigerate perishable foods within two hours. It says bacteria that cause food poisoning multiply quickest between 40 and 140 degrees. Your refrigerator should be at least 40 degrees or below and your freezer to zero or below. Use an appliance thermometer to be sure. Never leave perishable foods out of the refrigeration for more than two hours. If the food is exposed to temperatures above 90, like a hot car or summer picnic, refrigerate it within an hour. Leftovers should be placed in shallow containers and refrigerated promptly to allow quick cooling. Never thaw or marinate foods on the counter. The safest way to thaw or marinate meat, poultry, and seafood is in the refrigerator. Freezing does not destroy harmful germs, but it does keep food safe until you cook it. No, when to throw out food by checking our safe storage. Well, that's, and it says, be sure you throw out food before harmful bacteria grows. Can you believe that? So whoever's listening right now, but like I said, just watching that video, it's just, it's crazy because it's like, She's doing everything in the sink. Now ask how well did she clean that sink? And how clean is really that sink? Then the fact that I'm noticing at one point in the video, she had, I guess, that little suction, like the, um, the top you put to, to keep the water from, um, to, from it draining down. It's like, if you had that there, like how high did you have to pick it up that one of your chicken <laughs> One of the chicken fell into the garbage disposal. I don't even know who ate that food that night, but I feel so bad because it sucks when I know we've had always these same conversations about how the way we're brought up and how we do things, we, we look at things to be so normal, like it's okay. While everybody else is making faces and it's just like, this is disgusting. She's just like, hey, <laughs> I am preparing dinner. I hope you are ready to eat. And this is exactly why some people just don't trust eating other people's foods. And it sucks because when people are watching videos like that, they're just like, it's like, what is so-and-so do when they cook? Like, how are they cooking their food? They definitely don't do that um, sink thing. All right. So now I'm going to talk about the bleach because what I saw before was, again, she was using the bleach, but for some reason... This is from last year, this article. And for some reason, I guess when Trump ended up talking about, it was like another, I feel like he was still trying to say like bleach, <laughs> talking about Clorox and stuff, that it would be able to kill like the coronavirus. But I feel like people went too far because this is what I'm about to read here. It says 19% of Americans have put bleach on food to kill the coronavirus. Interesting. How is that to keep food clean? It's everybody basically telling you, like, you don't put freaking bleach, Clorox, 
whatever you want to call it. They said there are some simple things you can do to stay safe, such as look both ways before you cross the street. <laughs> don't use a toaster while taking a bath. Oh, and don't eat or drink bleach. That's freaking true. It says the last piece of advice should be relatively straightforward because after all, you are not a toilet bowl. Because I know, yeah, many things to disinfect and bleach. Clorox is one of them. Or toilets, anything you want to disinfect in your home. It says 39% of the American survey have done high risk things with household cleaners in attempts to stay safe from the COVID-19 coronavirus. That's based on a web web-based survey administered to a nationally representative sample of 502 adults on May 4th. And this is of last year. It says, yeah, when people encourage you to take risk in life, this is probably not what they mean. That's crazy. It says these high-risk activities include drinking or gargling diluted bleach solutions, soapy water, and other cleaning and disinfectant solutions, which 4% of the survey respondents said they have done trying to clean their hands or skin or misting their bodies with household cleaning and disaffected products. There was also the 6% that have inhaled the vapors of such products. Oh no, this just sounds bad. Oh man, we as human beings, when I tell you that we are risky, we are risky. And here are just the simple things of what they want you to do. It just says wipe down food packaging. It says, note that this is the packaging around food and not the food itself. Make sure that anything you wipe down does not actually end up touching the food. Note that the skin of fruits is not considered food packaging in this case. So it says, so don't wipe down the apple or potato with disinfectant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it says, reminder, this is Lysol. Lysol disinfectant and hygiene products should only be used as directed and in line with usage guidelines. Again, how they always have to put the, the warning labels in the back for people, under, you know? Oh, my goodness. It says, keep your kitchen's surfaces clean and sanitized. As I said in the other one. Wash your hands thoroughly before and after. And thoroughly cook. It's always that whole thing about thoroughly cooking. Use clean water to rich, rinse fresh fruits and vegetables. Another thing that I was thinking about that it just tells you how dangerous it is. And if it was so safe to use, then why is there always that warning label when they say, keep these cleaning products away from children? And imagine a child actually drinking bleach. What do you think is going to happen? It's not going to be like, oh, I just drank you. They're going to be fine. No. You're poisoning yourself. Oh, my goodness. So that was everything about the, the bleach. It's basically telling you. Oh, my goodness. I tell you. That's just bad. And again, when people just normalize certain things because it's been in the family. Again, if people don't bring it to your attention, you won't know. Um, You won't know what's okay and what's not okay. And again, that the fact that they're still alive. And that'd be a good question too, to find out like when she said that it's passed down from her mom to her mom, did they have any, you know what I mean? Did they have any health issues? Are they still alive? How old were they when they passed away? Interesting things to find out about the fact that they've been cleaning. She, her family have been cooking, well, not cooking, cleaning the chicken with um, bleach. And then, first of all, she said, don't forget people, don't, don't people, please, at home or whoever's listening, do not use it. That's the whole point. Do not use it. But she went and said, name brand. You got to use Clorox. Name brand. Not just any type of bleach. And it just basically tells you um, that's where the warning label's on for everything. Oh, my goodness. For her, I can't even say at one point I said maybe it was to get attention I don't know. Um, I feel like even though the video doesn't go any further, I should look to see if there's the other half of the video, like from when she cleaned it. Did she eat the food? Who ate the food? Because you know how you want to know the rest of the story. It's like, who actually ate that? She just wasn't doing that just to play around, right? Because I want to know who ate that after she did that. I want to know if it was her. Who else was she feeding that chicken to? Then it was so funny when the fact she says, I don't have enough. So she took it out of the garbage disposal, just rinsed it with water and just called it a day. 
and did all the seasoning and everything in the sink in the sink but um it's true when i do prepare my food when it says about like cutting boards because like i said i have different cutting boards for different things because of that whole cross-contaminating so it sucks because when you think when you think about these things when kids are in school i feel like there's just so many life things that we don't tell them and prepare them like saying like this is okay this is not okay this is good for your body this is harmful for your body i don't feel like a lot of that stuff is really said i'm thinking when it comes to kids in school because trust me once they leave out of school oh my goodness this is so much more than half the stuff that they've been teaching them <laughs> way more stuff that they're not even not even prepared for once they leave out of high school and nobody tells them like hey this is what you need to do this is what's gonna happen but so there was another one that I Googled. And it's funny that when I went to Google and I found the video, because I was I remember that one too. And I'm thinking that that's a little bit unsanitary because again, it's like the whole thing about chewing, chewing the food and then spitting it out. <laughs> chewing the food and spitting it out. So I had to Google and say like, hey, when people are doing that, is that considered something healthy? Um, to serve other people. And when I put it specifically like that in Google, Google didn't give me what I wanted to, to see and read. It was just more talking about um, eating disorders from the chewing and spitting. And they even had um, about saying how important, well, not how important, but that it has its little benefits of people who do that chewing and spitting. But I'm just like, interesting. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't know who comes up with these ideas, who started it and thought that, you know, that was a great idea because, again, you go to someone's home and they're serving you food. And unless you don't bring up like, hey, you know, how long did it take you for you to do this or something? I don't know how a conversation will come about just to find out something. But it's like if you wouldn't even ask, you would never know that the person's home you just went to. Basically chewed the food, spit it out, mixed it with all the other ingredients that they were doing the same thing with, and then served you food. It's like, would you be okay with that? That's what I was trying to look like. How healthy is that? It's coming out from somebody else's mouth. And then you're going to get served. Now, if they're going to eat it, hey, that's on them. <laughs> if they're eating it themselves, that's perfectly fine compared to serving people in your home um i will never understand people i don't know if these were things done before our time again it would take a while to just sit down and just like really just keep researching because at times when i put things in google i'll go into one article see what that one says go into the next one and then the next one just to see what i find and what it's talking about but yeah that right there is pretty interesting uh we can uh show the clip for that one yeah hello i'm reva godfrey and i'm going to show you how to make my christmas turkey stuffing recipe using only my mouth i'm sure you know that no good stuffing recipe is complete without the onion so we're going to start there you want to finely dice it. Mm. Really, really small pieces is key. It cooks quite nicely when it goes in. It's a bit teary. <laughs> I do love cooking. So there we go. There we've finely diced half an onion. What a lovely way to start. We're now going to dice some carrots. So you're looking to uh, go at about half a centimetre along, put it in your mouth, chop it up a bit further and get it out. So we're getting nice, even pieces. Moving now on to our celery, the green dream. Takes more calories to eat celery than it does that it gives you. Interesting, I always use the right hand side of my mouth, but you do what feels more natural to you. 
I'd rather like having a drink instead of a bit. Now time for aromatic herbs, and I'm going to use fresh parsley. I find flatly far sexier than curly, so that's what I'm going to use. So we want to de-stem the parsley. And then I'm just going to finally dice a handful. As if by magic, sliced parsley, perfect. Next, my favourite friend, the garlic. There is nothing better than the smell of garlic for days and weeks. Be aware that the garlic is very, very hard to handle and it really burns your mouth, but it's incredibly good for you. So stay with it and your stuffing will taste the better for it. And there we go. Really hurting my tongue, but you know. Now it's time for our bread, the meatier part of the stuffing. I normally say, if you don't know how to target your bread, go at it like a hamburger. Mm. It's a very good loaf. I always choose the same loaf. Perfectly spherical. No bread knives, no blades. A very, very safe stuffing. It's not traditional to use a lemon, but I don't like to do things traditionally, so I'm going to add some lemon zest and lemon juice. And for safety's sake, I am not going to use a zester. Quite an unusual flavour. Look at these lovely zesty lines. You don't get that with a normal zester at all. And then we're just going to stick our thumb in, wind it in, start to get some of those lovely juices out. And now we're going to bind our stuffing with an egg or two. And I'm going to do the whisking in my mouth. There we go our egg binder. As with any good recipe, we use a lot of butter in our stuffing mix. And I don't have a microwave, so I'm just going to warm the butter with the cosy insides of my mouth. A little salt, some black peppercorn, there we go. All seasoned and ready to stuff our turkey. I've got myself a beautiful turkey. Open up and then retrieve our beautiful stuffing. I can almost hear the Christmas carols now. Just push him in. Beautiful stuffing mix. Absolutely perfect and made in 100% safety. And now for a final drizzle of oil, and then our bird is ready to cook. So we're just going to massage that in, and we're just going to bring it round and in and ensure we get a very, very crispy skin, moist inside bird. Then using your hands, simply carve up the bird and you're ready to serve. Beautiful. A little blob of stuffing. There we go. And to finish it off, a little sprig of parsley. There we go. And there we have it, cooking with your mouth. Oh my goodness, I'm over here writing notes. It's just like, you know what I just thought about that I'm trying to see, I don't know if you can find it, I'm trying to find it right now on YouTube. If you remember the scene from Scary Movie, <laughs> where the butler decides, yeah, with his small little hands, he wanna stuff the turkey and take, I was like, oh no. Oh, it might be right here. Let me see, I'm gonna send this to you so you can show that one. Here we go. The dinner made by hand. This is hilarious. 
Oh my goodness. All right, I sent it to you. It's crazy. I'm just like, <laughs> see, you put it in the group. <laughs> yes, it's crazy because as I'm watching the video, so I'm writing notes. So what I notice, I'm like, who is she going to feed with this? And why would anybody, again, unless, here we go, unless if people, that's something they're into, because again, we all do things differently. But if that's something that people are into, that they're just like, hey, how can I cook with my mouth? then hey kudos to you that's on you but again when you have other people that who who depending might come over like do you do you say this to them are they okay with it like how about your family is everybody on board that it was like mom dad just cook with their mouth and then to, to spit like it wasn't even just the chewing part and spitting it out there was chewing with spit coming out with the food as she was throwing it into the bowl and then in my mind, I'm kind of one of those people like, we put a lot of other things in our mouths. I'm going to tell you right now. Let's not all act like we're saints here. If anybody's listening, let's not act like we're saints, people. <laughs> I mean, some people are, but still. But we know a lot of things. Other things go into people's mouths. How healthy and clean can your mouth be? All right. I would have been like, hey, did you do anything last night? Because if you're about to chew up food and then spit it out you're gonna serve it to me i don't know where your mouth's been now i'm gonna read something and then i want to talk about that whole chewing and spitting because i feel like it's more of an animal an animal thing and i want to things that people don't even think about like i would not eat her food like bleeding or swollen gums alterations to the tongue growth within the mouth she might have great teeth maybe there might not be nothing wrong with her mouth she might not have none of those things but those are always things to consider like why would you want to do that? Like, ill. And then what I was going to say, a thing of, I feel like half of us has, have seen it when it comes to like the birds, right? We've seen it. Birds have fed their young ones by chewing food, either chewing it and then spitting it into their mouths or even things like the worms and stuff like that. I would be like, hey, that's okay. This is nature. This is nature. Again, I think about stuff sometimes. I don't know if these things were done back then. I don't know if push came to shove and these were the things some people had to do. I really don't know unless people talk about it and it's out there that I could be like, hey, this has been happening. People found ways to chew food, spit it out. And if this is how they had to feed you, but for right now, well, while some of us have and we're in a whole different world where we have cutting boards, we have knives, we have all these other things to use. I can understand if we didn't have any of these um, utensils and, and knives and things like that. I get it. You would have to figure out, like, how are you going to cook and cut your food if you don't have the right, you know, the right supplies for them? But, yeah, let's go to the clip because I just, when I saw that moment, what she did, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry, child. Did I threaten your child? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you scared? All right, I'll see you. God is His holy temple. I'm here with Professor Oldman. Oh, I'm handsome. I'm the caretaker. Hi. Hi. And what's your name, sweet child? I'm Cindy. Cindy. Oh. oh, but the resemblance is striking. Look at the same oh. cheekbones, oh. same lips, same, same <laughs> eyes. Look at your hair. Oh, I'm sorry. You've got the same nose. <laughs> tickle, tickle. Beep boop, beep boop on the nose. <laughs> Shall I show you to your room? Oh, oh, that's heavy. Woo, that's heavy. I better use my strong hand. Oh, clumsy. Look, you got the panties. Look at all what you got here. Oh, can't forget your toothbrush. Oh, gonna need that for later. Oh. Here we go. Follow me, child. Watch my body coming through. 
Professor, is this the same house that a young girl was possessed by a demon or something? Yes, it was reported but never substantiated. Oh. Oh. All right, well, uh, who'd like some appetizers? Oh, yeah, that's what I like to hear. Hey, these buns look good. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they're so soft and warm. Ray, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Those are delicious. Thank you, my child. I made them by hand. <laughs> okay, here we go. I think the taters are just about done. I'm just going to give them one quick whisk here. Okay, now, dig in. All right, now it's time for the turkey. Oh, what a beautiful no, 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 no. Hey, 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 man. Why don't you just relax and just let me do that for you. Yeah. yeah. Rest that little head. It's my pleasure. But what a nice young man to Thank offer. You. Let me give you a little pinch oh. there. Come on. Oh, fuck it. You know, a lot of people are kind of intimidated about making a turkey, but Really, it's very simple. You just have to know the anatomy of a turkey, and it's got over here just the tiniest little stink hole, but it's big enough to get your hand right up inside it. Stuff the shit out of it. I cook it with all the giblets, the penises and the ginies. And now a lot of people like to baste their turkeys, but I use this. I lick like that. And get into the little tiny, tiny hole. <laughs> That's nice and good. I don't know what the hell that is, but I lick it anyway. Up and down. And then I like to dip that right on there. And I got one of these. Gonna pull that off and bam! That just kicks it up a little bit. Alright, I think that's almost ready now. And then we bring it to the table. Good. Alright. Who's ready for a wing? Yours are the turkeys. <laughs> well, I know what you'd like. How about a leg? How about two? <laughs> How about I take these two legs and shove them right up your ass, all the way to the knee? Quite, quite relaxed. Hanson, may I ask you, is there something on the menu oh, that can be this... prepared? This is hilarious. Yeah. Without the dessert. Oh. <laughs> Make room. Oh, Here comes the pie. Oh. Okay. Mmm. Who wants the first piece of that pie? Huh? I see you eyeing the first piece. Oh, that's good. Mmm. Pass that down. Really? That's nice. <laughs> My germs. <laughs> My germs. <laughs> My germs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny because this is this is scary movie too well i think it was scary movie too but this is the only time when we can sit here and laugh about it but again in real life that would not be funny because i need to one day put those two videos together because i thought it worked perfectly when i seen her stuffing the chicken and then also using her hands. And I'm not going to front. I mean, if it's your own food, like I'm going to say it again. If it's your own food and you're not serving it to anybody, then I've used my hands to pick up my food. Because, of course, it's 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 our food. It's us who's going to eat it. Not anybody else or anybody else serving it to us. We're the ones. But uh, just when I seen her do that, just brought me back to the to this turkey scene. Just watching that again, even though it's a movie and it's funny, but it just shows you. That if that was real life, those people would be looking the same way. Like, ill. I don't, I don't want that turkey that you just licked. I don't want that turkey where you just stuffed your hand in it and then you're doing all this extra stuff. And then when it said about putting the, like a, a turkey base, he freaking licked it. Like, no. But again, this is comedy. But it also shows you that there are people out there in real life trying to do shit like that. Like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna cook with our mouths. We're going to do things with our hands and we're going to pick, do things that way. But again, half of that stuff is, um, it's kind of unsanitary. 
but this the whole the whole show of the podcast what's what today was about was everything that you see and it sucks because i feel like teenagers are more into being risky but again everything that's that's posted out there is not always correct again about cleaning your food with bleach like it just i read that it just said no don't do it if you're cleaning surfaces toilets and other things it's okay but not your food and there's so many unsanitary things and i know maybe people in other countries because they they lack some of the stuff that we have i totally get it out there from what we see they seem to be fine they have been surviving and it sucks but while we're out here in the us that we have appliances and other stuff and we're not used to that type of you know those type of things and it's just kind of like you know we're using um stuff not oh my goodness i can't even angie that was disgusting <laughs> Oh, I started I started burping and feeling the water in my mouth. Like I was like, oh, so I won't be eating for a minute. I didn't realize how disgusting that that made me like, I don't know, it just made my nerves and everything in my body just go, yeah, no, thank you. That made me go, you really can't eat at people's home. It sucks. It really does. But again, you I'm telling you, when it comes to social media, you have to love social media because, again, it just shows you the things that people do out there that if we don't put in a certain phrase or if somebody, hey, say, check out this video, we don't know half of the stuff that's happening out there, you know? And it's crazy. Like, that is so unsanitary. It's beyond crazy. It's madness. Who the hell you uh, cooking with your mouth? Washing with Clorox? What is the food is already fucked up, right? They plump things in it, they stick hormones in it. Uh do you get what I'm saying? Because like even young girls as young as seven or eight are, are getting administration. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they were um, right. So the stuff, the the hormones they're putting in is like affecting our children, affecting but this right here. Now you got me, now I'm, oh my God, I just thought about like what Boston market shit looks like. And I'm just wondering what they're doing in the back. I know that's fucked up. You know, I found a clip about that too, because even though people are kind of, it's so funny because you see how, how life works. People are so hesitant to eat other people's cookings. Like if somebody's cooking from home, but we're out there eating from restaurants. And I found a clip, um, whether if it was in the U.S. or not, so many unsanitary things that they do as well. If because some restaurants have um, rodents running around and they're pooping into the food and they're still cooking food anyway, people um, preparing raw meat on on the ground on the ground that you walk outside. There was a dude from McDonald's. I'll send you the clip so you can show it. Uh, a guy from McDonald's who was stepping on the lettuce and then he posted it anonymously. But you again, when I tell you that the internet always wins, people, you got to watch what you say and what you do because there are people out there. Yo, if you, if you ever want to get on a diet, just watch this shit. You ain't trying to eat. <laughs> For real. It is so true. Where is it? Uh, I'm over here looking, man, boss. All right, so... Okay, here it is right here. Let me share it with you. It's like I always say, the internet always wins. Because the minute that that was posted, there I'm telling you, when people be thinking it's a joke, there are very, very smart people out there, pro- professional freaking hackers. Whether somebody asked them to do it or not, they will find out your whole life. And especially if you're doing something that's messed up. And that, again, is so very unsanitary. It's, oh my goodness, it's horrible to even think about the fact of how many times we've eaten food. What have people done with the food? And that, that'd be another reason to even be the opposite of make you not want to eat outside anymore and just cook from home. That's why I've had this thing that when waiters, when they would either bring me my food, in my mind it's like, yo, they might have an attitude, they might not try to be nice to what you say to them. Because in my mind, I'm already thinking that they're going to take my food to the back and spit in it, especially if you start giving attitude and you're all like demanding about shit. 
I'm very just on some like, hey, you know, like having to be real nice. Like, and my mind is like, I don't want you to spit in my food, but um, yeah, it's like this is missing or I need this, you know, and try to be really nice about it because, yeah, I've seen videos about that and that is, oh, so disgusting. I tell you. But I love the fact that, again, we're in a new era, in an era that's like, we'll put, put, we'll put people on blast. Okay, we could play the clip. I want you to know, this is some fetish shit, some sick fetish shit, by the way. I believe it. Is there anything worse than finding a hair in your burger? I'm sorry to tell you that there absolutely is. Every day around the world, the most horrendous things are being done to the food you eat. And a lot of it's done on purpose. So with that, let's take a look at some of the worst people doing the most unhygienic things to food. (laughs) Gutter oil. Walking through the streets of Shenzhen, China, you might be mistaken for thinking this woman is cleaning the sewers. What she's actually doing is harvesting the main ingredient for China's black market gutter oil. This disgusting foodstuff is made by scooping up mounds of refuse oil from behind cooking establishments that's solidified in the sewers. Then it's processed and combined with other animal fat and dirty oils to make a recycled cooking oil. It's an illegal and cheap alternative to new clean oil, which is in high demand around China. Food safety experts have recognized that a polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbon found in these oils can cause major gastrointestinal damage and trigger cancers in cases of long-term consumption. At its peak, it's thought that one-tenth of all cooking oil in China was a form of gutter oil. And they wonder how a certain virus started. Kasu Marzu Cheese has many different and delicious forms, except for one of those forms which is illegal for what people have done to it. This is Casu Marzu, made in Sardinia, Italy. It's a cheese comprised of sheep's milk and maggots. You heard that right. Casu Marzu literally means rotten cheese. After the fermentation process, which sees the curds of milk separated from the whey, residents of Sardinia just leave this abomination outside until it's infested with eggs from the Pyophilia casey fly. The resulting maggots then eat the cheese and poop it out to give it a softer texture. Yep, this cheese is literally maggot poop. It's considered to be a traditional delicacy in Sardinia, but the rest of the world has seen reason, and it's illegal to sell for obvious health reasons. One being that the maggots are not removed from the cheese when it's consumed, which has put several people in the hospital with cases of pseudomyosis. In English, that means insect eggs being laid in the skin of the intestine. Excuse me while I throw up in my own mouth. (laughs) Medium Rare Chicken Strips There are some pretty obvious reasons why we cook food. In some cases, it tastes better and improves texture. But in others, it stops us from contracting serious diseases from foods like raw meat. However, this is a memo that seems to have missed some people, like the creator of medium-rare chicken strips. Sadly, this chicken isn't any kind of gourmet, and simply braising the bird isn't going to stop the eater from potentially catching salmonella. Although in Japan, a similar dish called chicken sashimi is served on the same principle. The main difference is that specific parts of the chicken known to carry the lowest risk of salmonella contamination are used instead. Regardless of this, I can't express this clearly enough. If you don't want to get sick, cook your damn chicken. Foot dough. Traditional bread-making methods don't always involve the use of machinery or hands. And as gross as it may seem, sometimes the whole operation relies on a worker's feet. In some of these places, batches of dough are made in such huge quantities that it's easier to knead the bread in this manner. The purpose of kneading bread dough is to form gluten, which is a combination of water and proteins. The more bread is moved around, the more gluten is formed, which in turn helps the bread to rise. Most recipes don't call for any foot fungus to be added in, though. This gag-worthy method is still popular in India, but not many people tend to appreciate it, which was found out by the famous Kakida Hotel eatery back in 2017 when one of their workers was spotted kneading bread with his feet on the roof of the establishment. I don't care if it's tradition. Keep your feet away from my poop. Burger King Foot Lettuce Number 15, Burger King Foot Lettuce. 
Actually, this is number five, but I can't resist a good meme. In 2012, a Burger King employee had a light bulb moment and decided to take a photo of himself standing on the lettuce that Burger King puts in its customers' burgers. Shoes on and zero f***s given, there's no end to the gross possibilities of what was transferred from this Cretan shoes to people's food. Taking it one literal step further, he decided to show off by posting the image anonymously on the image board site 4chan. But if there's one thing you don't mess with, it's the food of internet nerds. Understandably furious that they could be chowing down on this themselves, anonymous members of the message board revealed the EXIF information of the photo and discovered it was probably taken at the Burger King of Maryland Heights, Ohio. Anons claims to have pulled a Karen and demanded to speak to the manager, which resulted in the faceless employee's termination. Remember kids, 4chan is never your friend. Street Food Sometimes it's not the food you're eating that makes you sick, but the plate you're eating off of. A prime example of this comes from someone spying on the Raj Banana restaurant in Kuala Lumpur. Just watch as workers clean the restaurant's canteen trays in the dirty water of a sinkhole in the street. There is no knowing what kind of chemicals and filth could be lurking in that dirty puddle. A recent study on the microbiology of puddles found they contain a wide variety of bacterial taxa, which can cause serious human diseases. Fortunately, the Federal Territory's Health Department shut this restaurant down after this video went viral. I mean, I love me some dirty Indian food, but this is going too far. Bee Moki The only time you should be working with this many bees is if you're a beekeeper. But if you're a bakery stall in China, this is apparently just another day in the office. This vendor is rolling out Moki Cakes, a sweet treat with layers of sugar and black sesame seeds which has accidentally attracted a huge swarm of honeybees. But that's not stopping this worker. If anything, they're rolling the occasional bee into the mixture. In some cultures, swarms of bees like this aren't seen as a nuisance, but indicate the produce is fresh and sweet to consumers. Although that fails to take into consideration that bees land on a wide variety of surfaces, and as their legs touch the moki, whatever is on their legs is transferred over, which could contain anything from pollen to poop, suddenly this treat doesn't seem too sweet. Jaggery Making most of you won't have heard of jaggery before, and after this you may never want to hear its name again. Jaggery is a type of traditional, non-centrifugal cane sugar that originated in Asia. Sugar canes are crushed to extract their juice, which is then placed in a large flat bottom pan and boiled until the juice becomes a solid sugary mass. Once it's thick enough to mold, it's scooped up from the pan. This is usually done with scoops that have an extended handle. But if you're this incredibly unhygienic worker, you just get right on into that pan without your shoes. These guys are scooping up product around their clearly filthy feet. His co-worker at least has a pair of sandals on, but somehow that just makes this whole process worse. This isn't a traditional delicacy I'll be trying anytime soon. Costco Egg Supplier at Costco, you can buy 15 dozen eggs for less than $20. That's unbelievable, until you learn about the real price. An undercover investigation back in 2015 infiltrated Hildell Farms Gettysburg facility, a large egg supplier of Costco. The harrowing footage released to the world shows chickens in inhumane and unhygienic conditions where their eggs fall past the corpses of long-dead mummified chickens into small collection baskets. A lot of the time, the eggs appear to end up on the floor. In these cage conditions, studies have shown that there's a significantly higher chance these eggs carry the salmonella virus. In 2015, Costco pledged to remove caged egg products from its supply chain, and we're here in 2020 seeing a lot of cage use egg products listed on its website. Maybe it's time Costco took a hint from its own internal slogan, do the right thing. Hot Dog Pink Taco if you're ever eating out, make sure you're nice to your server. If you're not, you never know what they might do to your food. This is Nora Bryant, a waitress at the Dime Cafe in Minnesota, California. One afternoon, a particularly rude customer drove her to dispatch justice in one of the most unhygienic ways possible. She shoved the customer's hot dog up her, uh, pink taco. She then removed the hot dog and served it up. A weird move considering there's already enough yeast in the bun. You'll be glad to know that since this CCTV footage leaked, she was fired from the Dime Cafe. With those standards of hygiene, she's probably now working at a Burger King. 
Checkers Burgers. It's not news that fast food workers aren't always the cleanest of staff, but an employee working at Checkers cranked that claim up a notch. This video taken inside the restaurant in Baltimore, Maryland shows the employee purposefully dropping the bun onto the floor and giving it a good wipe over the tiles before preparing the burger for consumption. Before any of you say five second rule, enough bacteria has transferred during that time to make someone very sick. A busy kitchen environment like this is bound to have hair and skin cells all over the floor. Not to mention whatever has been brought in on the bottom of the worker's shoes. Did you order that with a sign of Ebola? Pita Spit There's nothing wrong with getting a late night snack, unless you're trying to get that snack from Pita Pit. This video shows a Pita Pit employee in Missoula, Montana trying to deal with a difficult 3am customer. After the customer dares the sandwich maker to spit in her food, the employee leans down and hacks loudly into the customer's sandwich. She then throws the sandwich at the customer before trying to clamber over the counter. This is incredibly gross on several levels, but people spitting and licking food consumed by an unknowing customer could spread any communicable diseases they have. Fortunately for this customer, crazy isn't contagious. KFC Exposed but if you thought Pita Pit was bad, just wait till you find out about KFC. With over 20,000 locations across the globe, KFC is the world's fourth largest food chain, so you'd expect standards to be much better than this. What you're seeing is a Chinese KFC employee reserving fries that had previously been thrown into the trash. Doing this at all is disgusting, but in clear view of customers, it's just another level of filth. But KFC's unhygienic practices don't end there. This footage from an anonymous source in South Africa allegedly shows KFC workers washing chicken by throwing it onto the ground outside and jetting it with a hose. It's unclear if it's just water or a chemical disinfectant solution. Either way, this is definitely not the right way to be preparing anyone's meal. Did you think I was done? Sorry, but I saved the best for last. Another branch of KFC in America was exposed by two disgruntled employees back in 2017. This video shows their daily work practices of dumping uneaten food back into storage containers when it's clearly gone past its expiration date. And then we feed it to the customer again. So the same food, so you mean to tell me that the same stuff that you had in those cans all day, you put it back in there, yeah. put it in the freezer, that right there is a tub of gray green beans swimming in a vile looking liquid, which the employee then claims have been in there for three or four days. Green beans. These green beans have been in there for three to four days. Chicken cooked at 1.30 p.m. was placed in a container to be reheated and resold the next day. More like finger licking should have gone to McDonald's. Oh man, I'll tell you, do you see? The things that people do in other places, so I'm going to say this again for whoever's out there listening. Don't always go off of what you see on social media, especially like YouTube. Always try to get a second, third opinion. Look at other videos and see what they have. Google if you have to and see how to either cook or prepare food because some of the stuff, if whoever was on and watching and you can see it instead of listening to it online, you would have seen the videos that we saw today. It just makes you think like, damn if you do and damn if you don't. If if people who cook home, some people don't want to eat nobody's um home cooking. And then when you go out, you still have to beware if nobody's doing these unsanitary things to the food that you love to eat when you're out there. Like, it's crazy. And then also I saw another video where people were lying and giving themselves good ratings knowing that they didn't and that this was the same thing i was saying about these people were infested with rodents that there was pooping in the food and there was serving or because people were dropping food and there was a reporter going around just trying to put people on blast like be like this is not what it you know what your 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 score is for your restaurant you're over here lying just to get people to come in but again don't go off of everything that you see on social media and especially for the young people do not cook your chicken with bleach. Don't go serving people stuff with your hands. <laughs> Don't go chewing and then spitting your food out and then say, here, do you want some? Now, again, everybody's not with this. I don't think we've gotten to that point yet. Um, I haven't heard anything on the news about that. But with that being said, <laughs> thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Check us out on the Wake Up Radio and otwtube.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, 
iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week on the Wake Up Radio at 9 p.m. for another segment of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Remember, life is too short. Enjoy life to the fullest. Good night until next time. Bye. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dian. Cindy Ashley On the wake up. Now search in the search bar for OTW2, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe. Click add as friend as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment. And your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.